I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. special episode with Dean Jackson and Joe Polish. You'll discover how to make 2017 your best, how to get ahead and achieve true success and fulfillment, an insight from Jeff Bezos that everyone running a business needs to hear, and much, much more. If you would like access to the full presentation, special resources, and show notes for this episode, please visit ilovemarketing.com forward slash 2017. That's ilovemarketing.com forward slash 2017. Hey, everybody. It's Dean Jackson. And Joe Polish, and uh, happy holidays. That's what we have happy to say. Happy holidays. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> so, well, depending on when you hear this podcast, it very well could be <laughs> a Christmas miracle or an after-Christmas miracle. But nonetheless, Kwanzaa, what, a Kwanzaa what, miracle or Hanukkah miracle. Yeah. So Best we've been taking a little bit of a hiatus from uh, doing the I Love Marketing podcast. You've, of course, we've still been putting out incredibly good, say. useful content that mm-hmm. will help you build and grow your business. You know, I should uh, I should play a message from uh, Steve Stims. I almost have to hold it up to um, my. Uh, you know, my earbud, because I'm actually, we're calling in, I'm calling in from, uh, as we record this, I'm doing it from my computer, but listen to this message that, um, let's see, that Steve Sims left. And now, yeah, of course, yeah, I remember you he, sent he, it over to me. Yeah. Would it be okay if I played that? Yeah, of course. Okay. So Steve Sims is a guy that uh, runs a, a really high level concierge service called the Bluefish. And so here's here's a personal message he sent me. I don't think you'd be annoyed if I share this with the world. So here it is. So listen to this. This may kind of make you smile, but I started hitting the gym a little while ago, um, and I do the treadmill and stuff like that. Found music starting to get aggravated, so I've been going through your podcast. So every day in the gym, I hear your sweet voice, and I've never really said thank you because. I just never had to you, but seriously, your podcasts are incredible, man. I'm still fat as fuck, but I'm, I think I'm getting smarter from the podcast, so keep doing what you're doing. There's a lot of people that think about you. In fact, I spoke to a guy today um, that I'm going to send over to Cashel that uh, wants to join. Um, it was out of his budget, but I told him to kind of like, you know, earn more money and uh, get into my crew, so I'll make that introduction to Dan when he comes through. All right, but again, thank you for being you. Cheers, pal. Bye. <laughs> so... It's yeah, so great, I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was awesome, and so I, I, we then sent that message to, um, like, we have a a thread, a text thread of of people that me and Dean and who, who's on that. So it's 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 we text each other every day a series of serious things and also incredibly rude and crude things, and this this. Uh, <laughs> Email or this text group consists of Dean Graziosi, Perry Belcher, Ryan Dice, Frank Kern, Brendan Bouchard, Andy Jenkins, Dean Jackson, myself, and Jeff Walker. And so I just sent it, I sent that message to everybody that said, This is the smartest thing that you guys could ever do when you work out. Take it from this guy. And I just uh-huh. sent that to 
a few minutes ago. And of course they'll listen to that and they're going to, you know, it's, I, I hijacked them basically because I made them listen to a testimonial <laughs> about, so great. About, about our podcast. Right. So there we go. I, uh, you know what? There's something to say about that though. Like that, what you just talked about, you kind of, as a throwaway that we have a thread that we text each other every day, which is absolutely true. But the fact is that you started this thread and it's just continued to stay alive like that. But there's something to it that um, there's a lot of value in that, you know, a lot of value in just thinking like you are a genius networker, right? And I imagine that this, you have, I imagine we haven't talked about it, but I imagine you have other threads like that with maybe some a handful of other uh related people that do the same thing do you or is that yeah yeah, of course brilliant right like that is such a uh there's a great great lesson in that and i think if people would imagine you know think about the um you know the five or six or seven people that might be a valuable combination to have an open dialogue with and, uh, and start that. That would be a good action item for, uh, we're going to make up for action items for uh, lack of our doing regular uh, podcasts. We'll just pack in the action items for them in, in this one. Yep. So let's start. Why don't we, you know, cause what I wanted to cover Dean is this kind of an update on, on some things that we think people need to be aware of. How to look at, you know, maybe even some lifestyle uh, recommendations for uh, things that we've maybe talked about before, but are good uh, to reiterate, uh, you know, how to go into the new year, how to make, you know, 2017 like an amazing year as best as you can. I mean, this year for me personally has been filled with incredible business growth, lots of new opportunities, real uh, focus on my new passion projects to you know which everyone mm-hmm. that's listened hears me talk about addiction and we launched uh, artistsforaddicts.com artistsforaddicts.com if you've not seen the trailer uh, I'd love for you to watch that uh, Fantastic. You know, the, the surgeon general report just came out with its one in seven Americans struggle with addiction so this is a massive wow. problem that at, at the worst possible state that addiction has ever been in. And so I'm using my marketing skills to try to help build a platform to help change the global conversation about addiction of one uh, of, uh, instead of, of judgment uh, to compassion. So, you know, launch that, um, you know, we're, we're doing really well with that. We're doing the documentary. I wrote a new marketing book that comes out in a couple of months. It'll be a if not sooner, it'll be available that people can pre-order right now. If they just go to Amazon and type in Joe Polish, uh, Joe's marketing book is what it's called. Uh, we got that. I mean, you're doing all kinds of cool stuff, which I'll let you speak to. Um, but it's also been a year filled with a lot of grief. I mean, I had a, a lot of struggles this year. Also, I have a couple of uh, dear friends that have terminal illnesses. Uh, you know, people close to me that are, you know, very uh, struggling, and so it's uh-huh. uh, it's it's been a lot to manage. So. Uh, has been a lot of, and, and and of course, this is the human condition. You know, I mean, some people have right. really, really bad right now. Other people are doing really well. And what me and Dean want to serve and have always wanted to 
is just offer um, you know the best advice and recommendations and, and connections and ways to think about things and strategies and that we can. And I love marketing, and so we've covered the gamut. So I yeah, I'd like to you know just kind of share whatever would be most useful. Um, well, that to, to um, listening. Yeah, I have to say, like artist artists for addicts is I think really gonna be an incredible thing. That yes. um, that. Um, what do you call it? Is it a painting? Is it a, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, the piece or whatever that uh, yeah, it's, it's John Butcher did, the Black Star. Black I Star, yeah, it's a painting. Like the actual painting with the backlight is just like fascinating. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of art. Yep. It uh, is. You had it, on, you had it on, uh, on display at the annual event. Which, by the way, we haven't had, we haven't done an episode since then. But it's been—I uh, mean, the the annual event was just tremendous this year too. I mean, really, really, it's so amazing how much this has grown. Oh, totally. I, mean, I remember, you know, I mean, like ten years ago, the first annual events were, you know, less than a hundred people. In yeah, it's really something, you know. Well, yeah, I mean the ver- the, the the one that w- the very first one I did wasn't it wasn't quite ten years ago, but it was like in two thousand and nine, I think. And That's the uh, first one, okay. Yeah, well, the, when we started, call- I mean, we didn't even call them annual events back then, though. Right. I mean, they, in they, New they were York. Just, uh, that no, the very first one that well, yeah, the first annual event that we officially called it was in New York. And right. the, the, the one where we got the first idea was it was uh, built around Richard Branson was doing his, um, you know, f- annual fundraiser, which I always brought ah, the, yeah, yeah. Mo- most people to it. And so I built it around in L.A. I built oh, it right. around around that because I was like, well, you know what, Richard, Br- I've already got a bu- bunch of people from Genius Network coming to this thing that I invited. And I'm like, Richard's going to be there. Let's just get, you know, let's just have Richard come and speak at the thing. And then we'll have Bill Phillips for Body for Life. We'll have, I mean, mm-hmm. I, had a, I had quite a few like famous people speak there, uh, famous mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. And, uh, and everyone loved it. And then I started thinking, shit, I mean, maybe I should do this every year. And then the first one I did in New York, you know, we had Paul Zane Pilzer, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, to, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to talk for an hour. He he he's, he ended up talking for four four hours, and that <laughs> that was that was kind of funny. Couldn't I get that guy. We had to. Yeah, he was talking the whole time, but we had dinner with him the night before. I guess it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And he never That's, stopped. He never stopped talking. I think he's still exactly. talking. <laughs> 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 but everybody loved and him. I mean, true. It great. It, it, yeah, it, everyone thought it was it was great and got a lot of insight. And then, voila! Then I really started gearing it up in 2012. That's when we had, you know, I, we we got all the big dogs that came. We had um, Peter Diamandis. We had Steve mm-hmm. Forbes. That's right when uh, Peter Diamandis had joined. He had he had ended up joining the right, group. Right, that was right in, uh, and that was in New York. That was in New York. Yeah, and then uh, what I'm happened? Where? Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Steve Forbes, Ariana Huffington, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Naveen Jane, Ray Kurzweil. I mean, they were all the Mark Hyman. You gave a mm-hmm. talk, Marie Folio, uh, Brendan Bouchard, you know, um, Dan Sullivan, of course, because Dan speaks at every one of them. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it was it was the bomb, and then it just kept getting more crazy, and then here we are today. So now for I next year, we had. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, I I, I was talking with Tony Robbins uh, day before yesterday, and he's going to see if he can make it work in his schedule for next year because next year is going to be November third and fourth, and we had Tony come. You know, not this previous year, but the the, the last. You know, we just, the one that just ended had. You know, we had John Mackey from Whole yeah. Foods. Well, I interviewed him. I'll, I'll actually put that up as an episode at some point, uh, most mm-hmm. likely the interview with, with John. People love that one. And uh, But yeah, Tony's going Tony's to see if he can come back because he, he was awesome when I interviewed him. Yeah, and, he really was. Yeah, and so everyone always loves Tony and, you know, because at least in my events, there, you don't have to jump, you don't have to jump up and down. <laughs> and you keep the temperature nice, too. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I sit Tony on like an ice pack and we right, build, exactly. we, and then he doesn't we, know the difference. It's we build, we build an ego, an igloo in the, uh, in the green room, ego building, we build an ego. In the, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But, but if people are listening to this and they don't know what the hell we're talking about right now, if you've never been to a Tony Robbins event, the freaking room is freezing. I mean, he, yeah. he keeps so cold. Like David Bach had told me. It's before, almost like my house. Yeah, you know your house is. I, I hate going to your house. I have to bring a fucking space. <laughs> the good news is that Evan Pagan bought that space. I bought that space heater for Evan Pagan when he really? comes to stay at my house. Yeah, because he's like med- he loves Mediterranean temperature. You know what I did get? This is something that if everybody's listening, this is uh, a I got a Nest, um, you know, home automation uh, system and yeah. it's so so great like just Why? it learns well part of the thing is you well first go... off dean I, I have three of these stupid things in my house and i'm not in love okay, with them there you go. so explain oh, to me you're not... I, no, I, mean, I like it well i yeah, love and... that you just turn it up you, you turn it learns your pattern in a couple of days and now i never have to touch it it knows that i like to cool it down at night, and then warm it up in the day. Half the reason that it was so cold during the day in my house is I'd often forget to um, turn it up when I wake up, you know? But now uh-huh. it knows what knows what temperatures uh, I like. So, you know, it's set it and forget it. Fantastic. That's <laughs> the way the world is going. I mean, that I, I really start to see this whole um, thing. I was also reading, um, how do you say this guy's name? The guy who did the 80-20 uh, principle. He wrote that book with um, with Perry Marshall. Yeah, Richard, uh, R- R- Richard, Richard Koch. Coke, Coke or Koch? How do you say Koch. it? I think it's Koch. I've always okay. called it Richard Koch, but I could be saying it wrong. I don't know. I think it's Coke, but whatever it is. If it's Koch, great. But he wrote a new book called uh, Simplify. So good. Really good. Really. You know yeah, what? You're, you're the you're the second person that told me that, which means it's probably yeah. time to go buy that on Amazon. Oh yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is really good. And I realized that that's where um, I've, I'm without knowing those uh, words and really like buying into it. That's really where I've um, kind of steered in that direction of just really simplifying things, you know. And I huh. look at the. The funny thing is I look at all of the uh, the things along the way that 
you know, starting with the, the squeeze page, you know, of simplifying down to the absolute simplest thing. Let's just focus on getting the name and email address on the landing page. There's still nothing that gets higher um, conversions than, than that. Then going all the way to the 90-minute book of the simplest way to get a book out into the world. You'll love this, actually. I called, uh, I just did a book with John Carlton. We, um, he posted on his Facebook uh, last maybe 10, 11 days ago now about books and about how, you know, on the road with Jack Kerouac uh, changed his, the vector of his life. You know, he read the book, he immediately packed up and went out on a road trip. And he was talking about how books have that ability to be vector changers in our life. And John and I had been talking about writing a book for four years. He looked back in his notes. It had been four years ago this December. Um, and his, the general idea was we came up with the idea at a, one of his mastermind events. We were doing hot seats together. And we realized afterwards that our styles of, of approaching hot seats, that we each have a kind of a unique um, way of looking at it. And he thought that that would be a neat book to share that perspective. And that, you know, he said, there's really only three or maybe four marketing problems in the entire universe and everything fits into one of those, uh, one of those things. So he, after he posted that, I put up a video on my Facebook page and called him out and said, let's just, let's just write this book. And so we, uh, went ahead and recorded, we got everything, um, got everything done. And just today I got back the, um, the final version of the, uh, of the book that we did in less than two weeks from having the thought to having the book done. And it's just, you know, it's so, it's so interesting to me how we can simplify things, you know, simplifying really is where the future is. That's what really that nest is. That's what all of these things, all we really want. We're getting so spoiled now with Uber and with Airbnb and with, um, you know, everything is just being simplified as, as much as possible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to tell you a quick story like today. Uh, so I, uh, I'm literally driving home and I was, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny cause I've got about, uh, $9,000 in credit for Tesla's uh because I've 13 people have bought Tesla's from my referrals <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and, right. and and they had like this campaign going where if you refer someone to buy a Tesla uh you get a thousand bucks in credit and then um the person that you refer to gets a thousand dollar discount so it's a win-win because they don't discount Tesla's I mean you you know, I've bought three of them already, uh, one for my assistant, I bought one for Dean Graziosi, and I bought one for myself. And uh, basically, uh, and, and I, I like the Tesla just because it's the best car made. You know, it's not Beautiful. because I'm anti-fossil fuel. I mean, I always make 
I always make comments like, well, you know, currently in the, in the state we live in, you know, people talk about clean energy and everything. Well, you know, getting rid of a battery and windmills and solar panels, you know, they, they, they leave a carbon footprint too, right? So there's, Ooh. without going to, without going into an environmental discussion, read Alex Epstein's, uh, yeah, right. The, the moral case for, for fossil fuels, you actually want to be the other side of, uh, you know, understanding energy, because that guy knows more about, you know, energy than any, any human I've ever met. Um, so that being said, you know, the Tesla is just an amazing car. And I, I have these like low profile, you know, rims. And so yeah. when it's when the temperature changes, like the air, you know, it, it, the indicator shows that you need to, you know, add air to your tire. I know. It's I not, hate that, too. I've got that on my BMW. Same thing. It's, yeah, it's annoying. But uh, these these annoying first world problems, right? In our nice cars. Yeah. So so basically, <laughs> people are listening on the airline saying, "Go fuck yourself, guys." I don't. Even, <laughs> I don't so, uh, and by the way, I, I mean, I'm. I, I would like to think I'm not a like. I, I think I spend money wisely on on yeah, I mean, like the Tesla, truly for the money, I don't know a better car than you could buy currently. You know, I mean, they're right. so they're so far ahead. And basically, uh, I was in the area, and so I know the people over there, and, I, and I've been contemplating, I have to spend this credit, either buying a new Tesla, or I need to buy accessories, like have my insane mode upgraded to the ludicrous mode on my you know, P85D. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, my tire was low, and so I, I drive... I'm in the area. I mean, I'm literally right down the street because I was having, um, I was having, uh, you know, meeting with my buddy who uh, is the president of, uh, you know, a, a college, you know, Southwest College in Naturopathic Medicine. So I'm, I'm over there with my buddy Paul, who's been the president of that place for years. And so we, you know, I, I leave and Tesla, the new service center in Tempe, is right down the street. And so I drive up. And I call Matt, you know, who's one of the service managers there because I have a cell phone and, you know, because we've been talking this week about, you know, I can't decide. And, and this, is, this, this is crazy because if I don't use up this credit by the end of the year, it goes away. So, like, oh, really? Yeah, which kind of sucks. But, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I think that's kind of stupid. But nonetheless, uh, so while I'm there, you know, I, I'm just talking to him and they're going to, you know, they're putting air in my tire. And so I, they have a new model, which is the P100D. This is the fastest production car made that you can buy in the world. And it goes 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds. And the one I have goes 0 to 60 in 3.3 seconds. I am the accelerator, and it freaks everyone out because, I mean, you literally feel like you're on a roller coaster. It's, it's like it, it alters your physiology. Oh yeah, so, no, I've experienced it. <laughs> yeah, and and they're like, you you want to you do you want to drive this one? And so, uh, yeah, I'm like, sure, yeah. So we we take the car and we literally, you know, I go down a, an area where there's no cars. You know, it's it's you know it's now 6 p.m. I, I actually shot a uh, a video. I had the guy shoot a video, and you know, just pointing forward of this thing because in it scared the shit out of me. I mean, it's so, it is so incredible. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. So, I mean, it totally. Is this, this the this, uh, SUV one or the one like yours? 
Well, they have the, they have the same uh, one as an SUV, but no, this is the okay. Model S. It's so yeah. uh, I don't think the I don't think the SUVs look that cool. I mean, I think the yeah. uh, and they're amazing. I've driven them, but you know, from looks, I think the Model S just looks much cooler. And right. Model Three that's out, I actually saw one of those in person because I got invited to the Gigafactory grand opening tour. So I, I've actually seen the you know I've I've literally sat inside the Model 3. So the new ones that, you know, no one's even, you can't even see those in person unless you go to, you know, the Gigafactory or something. So anyway, um, yeah. So um, I, what he's telling me is that the new, ver- the new one has eight cameras on it. Uh, so as soon as autonomous driving, the software is ready. Once they get like something like 2 million miles of people driving, all of the Tesla drivers that are driving are just feeding information into the system so that they learn everything about winding roads and about everything so that they can literally train these these cars are trained to not only know all the roads but actually you know so so it's safe where you so we are i mean now there's regulations that have to happen so nobody really knows is this going to be a year or is this going to be five years but right now they literally have the technology where you can this like this car you can now. I have the autopilot in my car also, but the mm-hmm. more that they make, make them more powerful. They may, they add more cameras to them, and, and and they keep updating the software, this autopilot software, and they are literally right at the point to where you can get in the car, put in the you know put in into the the, the, the map, the GPS, where you want to go, and just sit back and do whatever you want, read or whatever, and it will drive you there. And Have I mean, you seen this, the trailer for that? I saw yeah. the, there was a, yeah, the video was a guy getting in the car in the garage and it going from the garage out the driveway to the office park, letting the guy out at the front door and then going and parking itself. Right, right. <laughs> no, it, it, no, that's I mean, exactly. pretty amazing. Well, you it, know, there so, was an interesting thing about the uh, a story about the contract that you uh, that you sign your terms of use for the car that you're not allowed to use it in any um, you're not allowed to use it as an Uber uh, you can only use it in the Tesla network which is like so you imagine like foreshadowing going to where you take the car to work and then you send it off for the day to pick up people and take them wherever they want to go. Like it's a Uber, uh, your, your Tesla has a side hustle going on, picking up people, driving them around all day. And then it comes back to pick you up and it's earned money while you're at work or wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Right. Right. Pretty amazing. And then you plug it in to your battery pack that's being powered by your Tesla roof. I mean, have you seen those uh, the shingles, the the solar um, roofs that they've um, that uh-huh. they've released? I mean, that guy, you know, Evan Pagan and I were talking about about Elon Musk and how you know the balls that this guy has to launch. First of all, launches this rocket and it explodes. Does it again? and it explodes, does a third rocket, and it explodes. 
And the balls that it must have taken to go all in with his own, all of his own money, literally all in on that fourth rocket, which is the one that, that changed everything, you know, just amazing. Right. The guy's just such a, um, a genius, you know? Yeah. So the way that I would, the, the way that I would look at this is like, okay, how does this apply to you? How does it, well, first off, it's, it's always, you know, when you know what is going to change, you can leverage yourself to take advantage of these opportunities in the changing world. And, and you can understand that your clients, to go back to something from Dan Sullivan, the dangers, opportunities, and strengths, you know, the mm-hmm. DOS conversation, you know, what understanding the dangers your clients have, understanding what the opportunities they have are and understanding their strengths. I mean, that's one of the best ways to actually add value and sell to them and market to them and all that. So as it relates to 2017, let's just take this as an example. Like what, you know, what do you have cojones wise that you can, you know, because Elon Musk, yeah, he has big balls. I mean, there's certainly that. And and this is metaphorically speaking. I mean, I'm just talking about Mm -hmm. risk factor. and and Not that you've seen them, right? Right, yeah. No, thank God. And I, you know that would yeah. There's nothing appealing about that, Dean. I, I really prefer you not say those things. You're, you're very, 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 very offensive here. I mean, this is a this is a G-rated podcast. Well, not really. That's right. I but, thought I was uh, on our text thread for a second. <laughs> and uh, so you know, if you go if you go into next year thinking, all right, you know, what have I been afraid to do? But if I did it. I have on one of my computers that saying, you know, what what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? Mm. You know, and so what would you attempt to do this upcoming year if you knew you could not fail? So right. don't think about failure. Don't think about losing it. Don't, don't you know? Would, would you leave your job? Would you leave your relationship? Would you attempt to write the book? Would you attempt to? Uh, publicly speak in front of an audience if you've never done it before? Would you you, uh, make an offer? Would you raise your prices? Would you start waking up at 5 a.m.? Would you go and volunteer at a homeless shelter? I mean, you know, there's a million things that however you define failure, most people, you know, think of failure. Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lose this or that. A lot of Mm -hmm. times you're not going to lose anything except maybe your ego or you're going to lose, you know, maybe, you know, you might put yourself in a situation that's scary and embarrassing for you. I mean, you can obviously lose your life depending on how crazy, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm not right. talking about taking insanely life-threatening risks. I'm just talking about getting out of your comfort zone. And what would you, you know, what would you attempt to do? And so yeah. what is, you know, what's something big that you want to take on that you just haven't? And what is something that you really doesn't serve you anymore that you don't enjoy that you just you, you do it because there's you need the money or you do it because it's expected of you you do it because you know you can't even explain why you don't do it <laughs> yeah or why you have do you, or don't do it have you ever heard I mean, it's just so funny all these things that have fallen into place in the last few months here uh that I mentioned Evan and I were talking about Elon Musk. And then literally the next week, I saw this video of um, Elon talking about the simulation hypothesis. Have you heard about this? Or do you know anything uh, about what? I, I know very little about it. 
So let me tell you the story because it may have something, some insight into the way that he approaches life because he was at this conference and somebody asked if he was familiar with the simulation hypothesis. And I had never heard of it. I'd never, I didn't even know it was a thing, but it really is like a, a thing now. And um, it's basically the idea is that we are um, living in a simulation. That's really the, the general idea, right? And But Elon caught everybody by surprise because his answer was that he's, they've, he's thought about it a lot and had so many conversations about it that he and his brother had to make a rule that they would have no such conversations while in a hot tub so that they could take a break from the simulation AI um, you know, conversation. And his reasoning behind it, the way he described it, he said, let's just follow this argument and see if you can punch any holes in this or see if this is any way to refute this argument that 40 years ago, the state of the art in digital gaming was Pong. Do you remember that Pong game with the uh, the two yep. paddles and the and the ball? That was the state of the art in video games, right? So he said, fast forward 40 years later, right now we have photorealistic, you know, simulation games that are multiplayer and simultaneously played by millions of people. That's going on right now. And he says, in four years, within four years, we will have virtual reality that is indistinguishable from reality visually, which you've seen the Oculus, you've seen where that's headed. That's believable that in four years, we'll not be able to distinguish the difference. And in 15 years, we'll have artificial intelligence that is indistinguishable from interacting with a human. And so he said, if you just take any rate of improvement at all carried forward, that we as a society will reach a point where we will be able to create virtual reality simulation ancestor games and be able to run infinite simulations. And he said, if you follow that logic, that if, if that's where we are, if we even don't factor in any rate of improvement and say it takes us 10,000 years to get there, which is nothing evolutionarily, that there's a one in billions chance that we're living in base reality right now, which is what he says. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, pretty interesting that, you know, basically saying if a society is going to evolve to the point where we could create simulation games virtually uh, with virtual reality and artificial intelligence, that odds are somebody has already beaten us to that <laughs> in the grand scheme of the universe kind of thing, you know? I mean, so it's just kind of a, a crazy um, thing, but it says a lot about maybe where he's where he comes from from the way he makes his decisions like if he really was into that belief that's really like i think would change the way that you um approach things 
like, oh, I'm going to go all in or whatever, you know? Right, right. I mean, just kind of like it doesn't, if that's your real thing, that it just doesn't, uh, it isn't real. None of this is real. That you're just going in to uh, have things with a different approach. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just, it's fascinating. I mean, you, you just see all these things that we're seeing now that are um, just unbelievable. I mean, we, starting with the all the things that we're able to do with, with um, DNA now, you know, that guy, uh, I forget, I wish I remembered his name. I met him with um, you actually, when we were at um, Peter uh, Diamandis's event with um, Craig Venter. And he spoke at that TED conference that you were at, the guy about how to, how to build a human. I think you were at that one, right? And he was talking about 3D printing a human and they wheeled out the bookshelves with Peter or with uh, Craig Venter's Craig Venter. DNA code already uh, printed out. And yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I was, I yeah, can't remember his name either. That right now, the Italian guy, but right now, um, you know, just with a DNA strand, they can tell with 80% accuracy your age, your ethnicity, your hair color, your skin color, your eye color your height, your BMI, and draw with police sketch accuracy is what I would call that, what you actually look like just from your DNA. I mean, that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty freaky, actually, when you think about it. You, you know, it's extremely freaky. It's extremely I mean, freaky. It just, it just goes beyond me how somebody even discovers that. Well, you want to, I'll, t- I'll explain it to you since you brought up Simplify. I'll simplify it for you. <laughs> simplify so it for me, please. You can, well, you can about really 5,000, yeah. about 5,000 no, no. years ago. Yeah. No, no. Here's, here's how, here's how, how they do it. They're smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> they're they're just way more capable than you and me, of course, because I don't know what the, what the hell's going on here, right? But uh, what I do know is that learning marketing and learning how to engage people and thinking about you know connecting the dots and everything is there's a it's a good way to make a living, you know. There's a good way to because at the end of the day, we all gotta we all gotta do something, and whatever your skills lend you to, uh, whatever your skills are, adding marketing to those skills is what drives them forward. I mean, we're, 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 we're thinking up the book trailer that we're going to do for Joe's marketing book. I had a meeting today with my couple of video guys and yeah. we're, you know, he had a meeting without me and then they presented to me, um, you know, the, the, the initial trailer, um, that we're going to, to, to put together the video trailer for my marketing book, because we want to, you know, explain why, would someone buy my new marketing book? What what is in it? And it's you know it's have you read my whole marketing book? I have, of course. I was one of the first. It's awesome. Oh yeah, that's right. You gave me all the feedback and stuff too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's all about how to build an elf business, an easy lucrative business versus a half business. Hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. And one of the things that I want to instill in people is is that. Marketing is like oxygen if you are gasping. So the video, which I won't reveal the setting or anything yet because it's going to be really cool, but it's going to involve someone needing oxygen. 
gasping for air in the same way that if your business is, you know, um, not functioning, it, it, it's, it's, it's having a hard time breathing. It's, it's the same thing. You know, if, if a human is low on oxygen, they're not going to function well. And if a business is low on marketing, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to function very well. And the, the, the thing that I want to instill in people's mind is that, uh, you may be going along doing whatever it is you're doing, but with really good breathing, with really good oxygen, you're, you're just the, the organism is going to function better. Well, it's, it's the same thing with, with a human. And I also happen to own a bunch of URLs in different niches that are going to be emerging industries that have all been things that I've that I have not been able to enter into yet because they're they're so new in terms mm. of what's going on, on on in the world that no one even recognizes them as opportunities yet. Like they, it's kind of like buying real estate in a place that you can yeah, buy the way. real estate for, for pennies because it's like land that no one is anywhere near. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no, but you just know, you know, like. Like Orange County, California, circa 1940. Yeah. Right, right. And and so my my whole thing is like that. That is what looking at all this. Because look, I'm not a technology guy. I don't I don't know anything about the. You know, I'm, I'm I actually can't figure out. It takes me you know months to learn how to use Slack effectively or or, or Trello. You know, <laughs> which are very which are right. very. But I don't pick up even the simplest stuff. Because of, you know, growing up, you know, not, yeah, I mean, we grew up when there was, you know, like you had to dial a rotary phone and there were black and white right. TVs, turn it up, you know, hell, I'm going to yeah. be 49 years old in February. I mean, so I, the, 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 although I'm in better shape than almost any other marketer that's out there, which is good to say, but that being said, that little ego thing that I had to insert in there, uh, there's so much cool technology stuff that my marketing brain looks at because it kind of goes back to that conversation that we've had on, on past episodes uh, about the psychology uh, mixed with technology. You know, I've, I've said it before, yeah. you know, the Steve Jobs thing in 1997 at the Worldwide Developers Conference, he says that Apple, we always start with the, you know, with the psychology, then we figure out the technology of what people actually want. And the mm-hmm. thing that you, You've talked about the the thing with Jeff Bezos, where he's like, you know, people always ask what's going to be new, and he's, you know, what's going to change, and and I always, you know, think about what's not going to change. Jeff Bezos was uh, people. He was saying how people always ask him what's going to change in the next ten years because they feel like he's got a, a finger on the pulse of what's happening. But he says nobody's ever asked him what's not going to change in the next 10 years. And he says that's what we're building the company on. For sure, 10 years from now, people are going to want as wide a selection of products as they can get. They're going to want to get them as fast as they can. And they're going to want to get them for as little money as they can. And so that is what we're building the company around. And any technology that we adopt is only in service of those three things. And there's so much wisdom in that, you know, looking at what, uh, taking the long approach, you know? Right. Totally. I, totally. I, do you find yourself 
with a different vista now on the cusp of your 49th birthday. I just turned 50 this year. And I realize now how long, um, you know, I understand now what 25 years is, right? Like I know like that, the last 25 years has gone pretty fast. I've known you for most of those. I mean, probably 22 years or something. Um, Yeah. So when you think about all the things that have changed, you know, in those 22 years, um, you imagine the accelerated rate of what's going to change in the next 22 years or 25 years is, is insane. I mean, you think about even nothing that even matters right now that we kind of, that our, our world exists around even existed 10 years ago. I mean, there's no such thing as a podcast just over, uh, let's say 11 years ago. Now podcasting was just getting started and here, you know, this, that whole, um, empire around it. Have you noticed how many people have podcasts now, Joe? I mean, it's, there's so many, it's crazy. Well, you know, it's funny how many we started, how many people, I know. you know, we, we, we've got people that have far bigger podcasts than us that started a podcast because of us. Yes. It, but that what they did and the reason it's bigger is because they're better than us. And all, no, I'm kidding. Now the re, re, well, that could be true, I guess. The, the the reason they're they're bigger is because a lot of that, that's their that's their business. You know, some people yeah, exactly. that, that that's their primary thing. You know, it's like yeah. I mean, we're we're both running numerous different. Well, I I run more shit than you do, but um, you're you're <laughs> you're you're the uh, what, what, how would you define it? I'm like the obsessive compulsive one, and you're like the friction free mission based sort of. Uh, but but the th- the thing is, like I did my very first podcast in 2005. I mean, people can yeah, still find them, <laughs> you know. And and it was like, oh, it's like this new thing called. I, I always love there's this new thing called podcasting. Have you heard about it? I mean, I have a couple people that'll, you know, it's like, oh yeah, they you're marketing. Yeah, have you, you ever heard of podcasting? <laughs> like, well, let me yeah, tell you like, about it, podcasting. Yeah. No, I mean, I get that. I get that. Like every few months, you know, there'll be a conversation like someone that just doesn't know, you know, what 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 I do. It doesn't nothing yeah. bad about that. It's just new new to no. them. And so it's it's uh, like twenty. Like I've I've a I have a a, a friend, a gal who's twenty three years old that I've been mentoring, who's really smart and really sharp. And she literally hit half a million dollars of revenue uh, with her company at 23 years old, you know, and, 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 and like, you know, she's like, it's, she gave me so much credit. She's like, you have been the number one influence in my business, in my life. And she's like 23. I mean, this girl is going to be killing it over the next few years because she just is driven and she just does, you know, she just, she just learns what is important to learn and applies it and writes copy. And is just really cool and really smart, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's, you know, the, the, when I hang out with people, it's like, it's hard to think that I am more than twice her age. You know? I know. I can't even and, believe that and, myself. I know. 
and, and, and all the stuff that happened. And when I was, you know, late 1989, 1990, when I was first starting my, you know, carpet cleaning business and the struggles and the being broke and, you know, right. all of that stuff and uh, the, the relationships. I mean, what really occurs to me, though, is just the friends that I have that have died recently. You know, when you get older, you just see, I mean, you, you, you realize that when you're younger, all of the shit that they would, well, wait till you get older, it'll make sense. And it usually doesn't. I mean, you almost have right. to just, get there. You, you, some things cannot be explained to people right. in a way that they just simply have to experience it. So I was talking to, like, we had uh, Dr. Robert Cialdini, uh, who, you know, I've known for a long time, you know, going on three decades. And Robert, uh, came to, uh, you know, the last Genius Network meeting, gave a great talk, did Q&A. We were doing hot seats. I did a hot seat, you know, sh sharing with, with Robert different ways to structure, you know, this this group that he's doing. And, you know, I mean, this is the most um, cited social psychologist, living social psychologist right. in the world that's, that's the godfather of selling and influence. And, I mean, he gave a killer presentation on his New book, Persuasion, which I think what you've read two or three times already. Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, and we put a we put an episode on I love marketing. So if you've not listened to the uh, Robert Cialdini episode, you got to go listen to it. It's so damn killer. And I was talking last night because I've become you know really good friends with them, and you know I'm having lunch with them next week with uh, you know Dean Graziosi. We're gonna uh, all sit down and talk about Robert's new book and just getting that into the hands of more people because it's such an important book. I mean, he, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's science-based, proven yeah. me methodologies about how to be more effective with selling and influence. So, like, everyone needs to read this book. I mean, you've got to get this book. It's, it's just, it's not someone's theories and ideas. It's literally... jaw-dropping. I mean, when you really... Yeah. That's why I've had to read it three times to really just, like, uh, I'll, I'll... This third time... I'm reading like one of the experiments at a time and really like digesting it and letting the implications of it sink in. It's just one of those things that's, that's you almost wouldn't believe some of the results that, that they uh, documented. Right. And so if you were to ever meet uh, Robert or his wife, Abed, uh, they like, he I was talking to her last night and she was just, we we're talking about working out and you know, I, I will occasionally go to the same gym that they work out at. And, uh, we you know, Robert's usually at the gym. I'm not kidding you, you know, four thirty five AM. Um, he wakes up really early and he's always working out. And she made this comment. She goes, you know, after all these years, she goes, the one thing is like just literally putting in 30 to 40 years of exercise and how as you get older, all of that time that was put in just makes such a difference as you get older because we right. don't know any anyone our age that does what we do, that that's able to do the work that we do, to keep up like we do, that, you know, the speaking, all of the stuff that they do. And it's just because of years. And that, you know, I've kind of, 
you know, I, I've, I've said things over the years. If you don't take time out for it now, you'll take time out for it later. And I kind of, you know, if you don't take time out to exercise now, you're going to take time out for being sick later in life. Right. And I would say, say that from a younger person's, you know, state of mind, just thinking that, oh, you know, I'm just going to do this now because it's going to have benefits to me in the future. I, I believe that to be true. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm sold on you know, eating well and exercising and doing the best you can to, you know, take care of yourself and getting proper sleep. I mean, you know, I've, I'm already, you know, I'm enrolled in that level of thinking. When I heard, when you hear someone with experience, though, that really has done it and lived it and has had success, um, you know, I heard it in a different way last night when she, you know, I was like going, wow, you know, I mean, all of the, if there's anything that I've had success with in my life, it's just because I've been really damn redundant and I've just kept at it. I just kept at it. And there were, there were so many days where I just wanted to hang it up. I was, this business was rough. Shit wasn't working out. I was in enthralled in addictive behavior and fucking my life up, you know, and I mean, like I'm, I'm more and more tell my story publicly about all the crazy shit that being a, you know, an addict first as a drug addict, then, you know, getting clean from drugs uh, early on, but then becoming a behavior addict. And, uh, you know, I won't go into all of that right now because I do that on other, uh, on other recordings and stuff. But the, the the thing is, you know, life is a total roller coaster. But if there's one thing related to business and marketing, I just kept learning it. I kept learning it, and you know, the success is a lot of it's just you know, really years and years and years of honing a skill. And people, you know, are very yeah. quick to give up. They're very quick to give up on stuff, and and that's right. That's that's different than like giving up <clears throat> on. You know, because I don't buy into the never give up, never give up, never give up. Because there are certain things in your life, you best thing you could ever do is give up. Because you know they're not working, they're never going to work. You know, some people just stick at things that they're not getting anything out of. So you know, the, mm-hmm. if you're going to if you're going to squeeze, there's got to be some juice that comes out. Even if sometimes if it sucks back up into the orange, you know, there is the juice worth the squeeze. So it's like, but I I've always gone around and tried this, I tried that, and the, the thing that has made the most difference is, you know, and I can't put this into a marketing strategy, it's just simply being useful. You know, just going, whatever you do business, like if you're a waiter waiting tables, be the very best waiter that you can possibly be. You know, be the, you know, if you're working for anyone, be the most useful person you can be. Don't slack. Don't start getting resentful. Don't start getting entitled. That's you know if if you really feel you're being mistreated, then you know find a way to you know that, that you can get through that situation until you can go to another job or go into another situation where you're not getting you know mistreated. If you don't stick up for yourself, learn how to be more assertive without being an asshole. Learn how to you know build the the muscles that need the stamina to get through whatever challenges in your life need solved. And if it's how to make money or how to sell things or how to write sales copy, I mean, this, this gal that, uh, you know, is making half a million dollars a year, uh, in her business, uh, that that's writing copy. She just has been reading or reading the, the books. She's been writing and writing and testing and testing and she got the hang of things and she focused on a few areas where she was really good at it and she started taking on clients and she started getting results for them 
And now she has a thriving business that has other writers that write for her and write for her clients. And, you know, she's, she's on vacation right now, you know, during the holidays, having a great time, sending me videos. And, you know, so she, you know, and she learns a lot about personal development and goes to seminars. And she's, you know, she said that I cannot wait to write you a $25,000 check once I make it to the criteria where I can get into Genius Network as a paying member. And, you know, and it's like, I love that shit. You know, I love that shit. But it's right, just, right. It, anyone can start at any point in time. Uh, and a lot of people say, well, no, I can't. You know, I'm 60 years old. I mean, I can't do this or I'm whatever. Or I'm, you know, and it's, you know, that's not true. I mean, because... You can start doing anything you want at any point in time, and it doesn't mean you're going to become maybe the best in the world. You're ever going to, you know, be whatever, uh, you know, whatever aspirational thing. You may not get it, but what, what's the alternative? The alternative is, you know, convincing yourself you can't. I mean, well, certainly you know, marketing is not. Marketing is one of those things that has legs, and it's going to pay dividends over the next 25 years for sure. You know, who knows what who knows what technologies are going to be around or even, um, you know, available to us right now. But the marketing psychology, the human behavior of it, that's why those that's why the book uh, that Robert just wrote is so amazing, you know. Right, right. And if you were to take that book as an example and you were to learn how to be way more influential and effective every aspect of your life, personally and professionally, you will simply be more effective because if you are better at persuasion, you will get more of what you want. And and so much of the book is written about how to do it ethically. It's not about how to, you know, swindle people. It's not how to be a con artist. It's literally, you know, here's what works and here's what, here's how to improve it. And uh, so there we go. So let's do this, Dean, uh, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, give some suggestions on how to go into the next year with, uh, you know, as much simplicity, a clear state of mind, enthusiasm, and, you know, over the years you've, you know, we've talked a lot about, uh, and people would be well served. I mean, this is a good time to go back and listen to past episodes that we've done. I know there's a lot of podcasts that are available and the new ones that are coming out every day and people love what's new. You know, people are always like, Oh, what's new? I want to hear the new thing. I want to hear the new thing. But I'll tell you, if you ever read a really great book that was written 50 years ago and it changed your life. Mm. Uh, now you can read 10 new books that you don't know anything about and maybe getting good reviews or whatever. And that's all fine and dandy. But if you went deep with something before and it really made an impact, like, you know, forget the new shit, go back to the thing that helped you squeeze some more juice out of that one, then look at something new. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think people are, are better off mastering books than they are on reading a bunch of them. And I think you're better off applying, you know, what it is that you're, you're learning than just trying to continually consume. Mm-hmm. So even if you listen to this podcast or other people's, I mean, going out and applying, you know, any concepts or motivation or strategies that you that get. That goes all know, the way back to, uh, that goes all the way back to Seneca you know, letters from a Stoic, you know, back in 35 BC, this dude writing about exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's like, don't go around and just fly from one, one uh, teacher to the next or one book to the next without 
giving it any time to digest, you know, is find the, uh, find one and go really deep with it and fully digest it and, and embody it, you know? And that was, right. there's a guy saying that, you know, 2000 years ago, very, very like it's fascinating, you know, to see that thing. So the, one of the great things about a, a podcast like I love marketing is, you know, we're close to 300 episodes into this now. And, you know, you go back and look, revisit the first 50 episodes of I Love Marketing, the first 100 episodes going um, back there. I've been looking through the the yearbooks that we have of the episodes, um, all the transcripts, and just randomly, just yesterday, I was opening up the um, opening up the book and looking at different um, portions. And one of the things I came on was your uh, magic rapport formula. You know, like laying out. We literally that episode was so good. We ended up remember creating a little uh, a ninety minute book out of it. The the magic right. rapport formula. Um, just the wisdom in that one episode alone of really your best summary of everything that you've done to become a genius networker, really. And <laughs> right. I mean, really, but, but right there, I mean, just from concentrate, the very best um, um, wisdom, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's it's fascinating to me how much I was flipping back. One of the episodes that I came on was our Yellow Pages Roulette episode. We were talking about the roofing company and just looking back at the how to calculate and think about the total yield of a market that's an inevitability market. You know, like if we were saying how if you look at this particular neighborhood that I was talking about, all the houses are 15 years old and they're just moving into the point where every one of these 2000 homes is going to need a new roof in the next five years. And you start to calculate the total yield of that as being, you know, tens of millions of dollars and just the, um, you know, idea of getting in front of that audience, um, the wisdom in that, you know, and the, you know, the good thing is you're never the same, you, you know, what's the saying? You can never step in the same river twice. That's what yeah, I think I that this, this six year now journey of I love marketing. You, if you go back to the, the, step in the the beginning of the river, you're a different marketer. You're a different business person. You've had the experience of applying the things that we were talking about then, and you're going to hear them and listen to them in a completely different way. It's going to be amplified. Yeah, totally. Totally. So um, I disagree with none of that. 
Well, <laughs> Finally, that's so great. It's a Christmas <laughs> miracle. So what's the new year going to hold for, for you? So much good stuff going on right now. I mean, we've really got so many, um, so many things happening. I started um, a new podcast series with Dan Sullivan. We started a podcast called The Joy of Procrastination. And we reckon that there's probably only about 7 billion people that that might be a relevant topic for. So it's a niche podcast, really. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's going to be so many more people that, uh, you know, do you you know anything about WeChat in uh, China? No. uh Uh-uh. Okay, well, th- there's, if you can imagine a social network where everything is combined, you know, it makes Facebook and Twitter oh, yeah. and look tiny because they do everything for one app. You can buy, wow. like, if you can imagine Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything yeah. in one place, everybody conducts every, everything in one place. And so there's, uh, you know, I have, a, I have a kid that I actually, you know, um, met uh, and helped him get through, uh, go through some, um, you know, high level um, trainings um, uh, for students. And he's, first off, this kid is smarter than me. I mean, he's like getting degrees that I don't even know how to pronounce. And uh, ba- basically, he's doing some research for me right now about taking, you know, my content, our content, and, uh, you know, getting it distributed through China and wow. translate and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, there's, there's, there's so many interesting opportunities that are globally, but the thing is, is, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing my best to focus a lot. Let's talk about rituals and then we'll, we'll wrap up and wish everyone uh, okay. the best talk ever is I've been doing a boatload of yoga this year. I've turned oh. so many of my genius network members and friends that will actually listen to me. I tell them, literally go to yoga for uh, every day for 30 days if you can fit it in. I mean, literally try to do yoga for 30 days. And if you, you know, try for a week straight. And the yeah. first week you might, might be like, ah, but in, in everyone that has taken me up on this is, you know, they come back and they're now, like, are you oh doing, uh, are you doing like uh, different types of yoga or? Yes. I mean, not, you know, I don't deviate that much. I honestly, you know, Ashtanga, Hatha, Kundalini. I mean, there's, there's different styles that I do, but I don't, I don't get totally into, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't even understand the words half the time that they're describing. Okay. To, to me, if I'm, if I'm doing something where I'm chanting or I'm just, chanting, even if I don't understand what the hell it means, you know, although they, you know, I, I don't get too weird. I mean, the people that right. I'll learn, learn stuff from will explain to me, here's what you're actually saying. If I care that much about it to me, there's the physical aspect, there's the breathing, there's this getting into the body and, yes. you know, stretching and movement, uh, you know, just feels good. And, be, you know, being an addict, I believe the issues are in the tissues. You know, my good friend, Tommy Rosen, who, uh, you know, his, his core business is basically helping people recover with addictions. We went on a nine day yoga retreat, uh, to Costa yeah. Rica with him. And I, you know, we took our video crew and uh, live videos. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we, I was yeah. talking about your live, uh, your live 
Facebook videos. Those were yeah, yeah. It's a great place. Oh, yeah, it's so gorgeous. And uh, basically, um, you know, we interviewed a bunch of really amazing people that were, you know, telling their stories. But, you know, I, we're doing three hours a day of yoga and meditation. And that was after several months of me doing yoga pretty darn consistently. And Are you so, still, you know, you're meditating every day, too, still? Oh, yeah. We are up, up, yeah. To an, uh, up to an hour a day every day. Wow. And, uh, you know, still fitting in, you know, lifting weights and doing yoga and, you know, hiking mountains and doing that. And, and it, that stuff takes time. But I'll tell you, you know, I mean, when I hike, I'll listen to audiobooks. And when I sure. lift weights, I listen to audiobooks. And, you know, and other, other times, I, you know, if I'm on free days, I don't listen to any audiobooks. I just listen to music. And I'm going yeah. to go into 2017 with 100 free days I have blocked in my calendar where I'm literally not going to work. Uh, There's going to be... Uh, and I'm going to do my damnedest. I mean, I'm uh, I'm going to do my damnedest to stick to that in 2017. Mm-hmm. I have a heavy workload, and and yeah. I and I'm really going at it. Going okay, how? Not how do I do big stuff, but how do I do big stuff effectively? You know, there's that whole saying, you know, sure. don't work, don't work hard, work smart. And the the question is really more about working hard on smart things. And right. so I want to. I, I want to work hard on smart things, but I want to give work, work time, but then I want to give my life, my lifetime, because more and more humans are insane. And to go back to the addiction thing, you know, 78 people a day are um, dying of opiate addictions. Uh, many people, I mean, we are, this culture is become sick. I mean, it really, yeah. like, and I'm sick, like, Physically, mentally, I mean, people are so overwhelmed, and it, it's because they have, they just are caught up in this uh, in this this hurricane. Yeah. To be in, to be in a hurricane and be in the middle of it, that's where the calm is, and that's where the yoga will take you. That's where the practices will take you. And the more that I, uh, the more that I'm around this world of addiction, the more I in recovery, the more I, uh, the more I'm aware of practices on how to how to live. Uh, a more serene life in the midst of the chaos. So, and, and again, I'm not saying any of this acting like I have my shit together. I, I mean, I have my challenges like anyone else. And these things that I do help me face those challenges in a more um, responsible way. Because I always say, you know, what yoga did is it, it gives me the space between reaction and response, Re- reacting yeah. to life versus responding to life. And when I'm reacting, Life sucks, and I don't feel good, and I feel depressed, yeah. I feel anxious, I'm angry, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. But when I'm responding to life, you know, it's like, if shit ain't going my way, well, yeah, but you know what? Shit doesn't go anyone's way. I mean, like, that's right. not how life works. I mean, if, and, and plus, if you woke up and life just worked every way you wanted it to, you would crave problems. Like, if you had no <laughs> problems, and, 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 yeah. and it was this all heavenly in paradise, you'd be like, Fuck, man! Give me some life challenges. So, I, you know, this is boring as hell. I mean, right. This, like, this is so. You know, the the human being needs growth. You need challenges. The thing, though, is yeah. you don't want challenges that are so beyond your capability and your. And you don't want pressure that's so severe it breaks you. And so, yeah. you know that, like starting the morning out, like going into a, a sadhana practice, doing a yeah. you know a 
TM meditation. There's a variety of different stuff that I've tried and, and, and do it. But the thing is, whatever is going to be your morning practice is, is critical. I mean, it's just critical the way that you start the day. Are you still getting up at uh, five or what do you? Right now, I'd be lying if I said yes. I, 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 go, I, I go back and forth. I mean, there, oh. there, are, there are weeks at a time where I'm like five to six a.m. And then yeah. I'll kind of, I'll kind of dip, and then I'll go to bed. I mean, literally, uh, shit. When was it? Like three nights ago. Uh, I hadn't done this in a long time, but I, um, you know, I literally went to bed at two a.m. and wow. I did. I didn't wake up super late. I uh, um, and I didn't wake up super early, but I woke up with not enough sleep, and I went through uh, that day very tired. You know, but right. I haven't. Right now, talking, I haven't had diet-wise. I haven't had any any grain, not even quinoa, no grains mm-hmm. for probably close to two months. Uh, and I'm probably going to live that way most of my life, where I just don't eat grains, you know, corn, yeah. rice. Uh, I think I told you we were FaceTiming last time. I mean, I just I haven't. Uh, I think even just since the. Um, the annual event even you've leaned up you it really shows you know how long have you been grain free like that now you know i've been like paleo mostly for geez going on on and off for maybe four years uh in terms of grain free i would go back and forth with it you know uh, i'd go like two or three months and i'd get severe cravings and then you know i'd want to want to eat you know popcorn with coconut oil which is the most right. delicious vice thing on the planet but i've now gotten to the point where i'm just i can't do that i'm not gonna do it anymore and yeah. um you know and again this is after me doing testing and stuff so i'm not going to try to say this is how everyone should be uh, right, right, right. I, I think people would be well served to read peter osborne's book osborne, no Rain. we had a well we had him on the podcast too yeah yeah it's brilliant yeah no grain no, no pain i mean uh like so i mean i don't get yeah, I haven't gotten colds in like the longest time. I I feel better. I haven't had any caffeine uh, in close to two months. Not a single bit wow. of caffeine from green tea or coffee. I just haven't had coffee. I haven't had green tea. Nothing. And uh, I I haven't had cane sugar uh, in foods or anything. I don't. I mean, even like you know, eat ketchup. It'll have corn syrup in it. I don't eat that. You know, so if there's right. going to be anything like that, I'll get a uh, I'll get a paleo type. But in terms of uh, no sugar uh, for at least two months, not even not a breath mint, nothing. I mean, no sugar, and I'm doing this whole thing to see. And I swear to God, I've always been like the, a super clean eater, but when you get really really clean, you feel like better. I mean, you just feel better. And uh, now, and I'll sit here and say this podcast next week. I'll get some crazy disease that I, you know, whatever. <laughs> Look, motherfucker, you're trying to act all cocky like you got it together. But uh, but it, it's, it's, it's tough to do that. You have to go through uh, a withdrawal period. You know, people are yeah. addicted. They're addicted to stuff. I mean, they, we, the, the shit that most people eat in a country, yeah. like America as an example, and I know we have people all over the world, you know, where you have access to incredibly healthy food, when you have all these options, it's easy to drive through fast food places and eat crappy food. It's easy to eat processed food and, you know, eat foods with one name, like broccoli or, you know, right, right. 
yeah, you know, not not Doritos. Doritos is one name, but if you read the ingredients, there's like chemicals and it's poison. So, you know, the thing about you are what you eat, you know, everyone's heard that. Like, if you really, really take that seriously, that everything that you put into your body becomes you. I mean, would you really drink sodas? Would you really smoke cigarettes? Now, if you're doing those things on a continual basis, daily basis, you're addicted to them. So it's not so easy as saying, oh, don't be stupid and just do those things. Most of the people eat the way they eat is because they literally cannot not do that. They are addicted to it. And as long, if, unless you were thrown in some sort of you know, prison that, that would not allow them to have access to anything but healthy food, most people couldn't left to their own devices. So if you're in, you know, if you're in a situation where you're doing behaviors you don't want to do, I, you know, I, I tell people, go to, a, go to a 12-step meeting. Even if you're not an ad, go to an open AA meeting or a, go to a CODA meeting, Codependence Anonymous, go to Narcotics Anonymous, go to Sex Addicts Anonymous, go to Gamblers Anonymous, go to, you know, Overeaters Anonymous and, and sit through, you know, sit Any through of the meetings. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be, it would be incredibly insightful and valuable for people that have never done that, even if they have this preconceived preconceived notion that 12-step programs are bad or whatever. Even if you're an atheist, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of atheists that go to 12-step groups. So, but the thing is, you know, look at what you're putting in your body. Uh, Look at what, you know, what you're putting into into your brain through the screens that you look at. You know, people try to eat clean, but then they consume stupid news all day long or they spend hours on, you know, what's trending on Facebook. And, you know, you utilize Facebook to help things that you want in your to, to get what you want in your life. If you want more money, then don't spend your time on Facebook reading everything and responding to every political sort of thing you agree or disagree with or right. any of that bullshit, because people actually think when they're on the internet, they're actually reading the news. You, you know what you're actually reading? <laughs> you're reading whatever you're training, the algorithms that you're interested in. So if you click right. on a link about how so-and-so is a so-and-so this or that, and I'm not even going you know, to get political here. If you, uh, if you, whatever you click on, you have just now, you're now being followed and you're now being fed exactly what you have raised your hand in the same way that if you shop on Amazon and it's a, you bought this, we recommend that, you know, you're, you're, you're consuming what is being fed to fed to you. And, you know, so feed yourself with what you want to be fed with, not what's being fed to you because a lot, most people give up total control of what is put in front of their faces and their eyes and their ears and they let they let the uh they, they let the system uh dictate to them uh what is important and you know uh you should think about that i think mm-hmm. and, I, and i could be wrong i mean mm-hmm. i i was saying this on the thread today we had that we had a little conversation back and forth on our, our thread with all of our friends i said i try to treat everything like a 12-step group take what you like mm-hmm. and leave the rest you know, that's right. The same. That was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah. buffet. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say, I'll say that about our podcast. I mean, if you ever hear me going on my rants, like I do all the time, uh, take what you like and leave the rest. I mean, you know, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's just for everyone. Free. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you don't have to, you don't, you're not, it's not like you're paying for this, you know, if you don't. And I would like to say in, that's a problem, too, though, because people aren't paying for it. They don't always value it. I mean, I, we, me and Dean Graziosi started a $100,000 a year uh, group called Genius yeah. X, and we sold it out. And we have a waiting list of people waiting for us to start another group for $100,000 a person so that they can join. And, like, you know, I run the highest level marketing group in the world, and we still give away some of the greatest content on marketing for free on all of the different podcasts that we do. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, and sometimes that's a problem, but the, the other part of it is like, yo, it's, it's great. You know, I love the fact that if any of this, you know, is helpful to, to someone just to get them to think, just to get them to think differently. That, well, you that, and I, we've both had, I mean, I love when you and I go to an event together. Uh, I think about when we went to um, infusion con, for instance, you know, just literally from the moment we got on the elevator till the moment that we left, just people after people sharing the things that they've done because of things that we shared on the on the podcast. I mean, it's right. It's rewarding. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. And, you know, it's come back to us many fold because we just decided Back in, uh, when was it, 2010, that we would sit mm-hmm. down and just, sh- you know, record our conversations and share them with the yeah. world. And now we've had millions of people that have uh, downloaded our, our episodes. And, uh, oh, and that, ma- that makes us happy. So let's, uh, let's wrap up, Dean. Any, any final things you want to share? I think that's good. I think it's, uh, you know, I had dinner with um, Craig Ballantyne a few weeks ago here in Orlando. And, uh, this is my next week. I'm re going through his perfect day formula kit. And just like you were talking about all the rituals, all the things that are going to serve you and set you up for, um, set me up for 2017 are all coming from your daily, uh, my perfect day formula, you know? So that's next week. I'm going to really um, work on on getting all that stuff figured out. I'm going into the year with, I'm not, not as unusual for me, but to have my entire annual calendar laid out with all my um, events laid out, my free days, just like you were talking about. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, it's so many great things going on. Yeah, that's great. That's great. and Craig is wonderful too, and and people can hire him to, you know, take him through a whole day and a half process, and you know, coach yeah. you and all that. So it's not it's not cheap. I mean, you're gonna, you're going to spend at least right. twenty five grand grand on 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 that. Uh, but you know, it's uh, he's a Genius Network member. I've actually gone through his process. It's really cool. But you know, you you, you do these these things, and if you if you want to read that book, that's a great book. We did an awesome episode with him on I Love Marketing and on how to yeah. set up you know, the perfect day. So all we of that. Two is, episodes with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that we did yeah. one on the perfect day formula, and the other one was right. just on marketing and life and exercise mm-hmm. and all that. So, well, awesome. So to all of our listeners, uh, there are some people that have been listening since the very beginning. I've uh, we have one one of our uh, you know good friends, Luke Saul, who is a uh, he started an I Love Marketing uh, meetup group in in uh, the L.A. area. 
Uh, he's listened to every episode twice, and wow, <laughs> I, I love stuff like that because, and, yeah. and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's uh, many others that have. Oh, yeah, uh, no, we've seen that have done time. that. Yeah, and so, yeah, so we just want to thank all of our longtime listeners, and um, and just want to wish everyone a very happy 2017, and we will continue to share what we feel is helpful and useful to all of you. And please give us your feedback and, and spread the love um, to other people that you think would benefit from this. And so um, that's all I have to say. So thanks. And I awesome. uh, want to wish everyone a happy new year. And then Dean, I'll hang up right now and then I will call you right back and, and we'll talk about how we did or we, and, okay. and what we, what we do at the end of every episode, just so everyone can hear this. Like there is a front stage, which is what you're hearing now. And then there's a backstage where I call up Dean and then I talk shit and I make fun of him. And we perfect. Know, I, like that's I, my favorite part. Yeah, that's what's going to happen right now. But we don't want to. We don't want to record that because it it could come across as very insensitive. And we I, can start you know, another. Uh, we can start another podcast of just the after show. <laughs> we, we could. We could call it <laughs> "I Love Marketing Goes Dark." And then there yeah, we, we go. Could. Yeah. Awesome. All right, everyone. Have a great, have All a great right. whatever. And uh, talk soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of I Love Marketing. If you'd like to learn more about the Genius Network annual event, go to GeniusNetworkEvents.com. That's GeniusNetworkEvents.com. If you would like access to Dean Jackson's 90-minute book process, please visit 90minutebook.com. That's 90minutebook.com. If you would like access to the full presentation, special resources, and show notes for this episode, please visit ilovemarketing.com forward slash 2017. That's ilovemarketing.com forward slash 2017.